Welcome to episode 14 of the Writing and Publishing Erotica podcast. I am H.K. Kiting. And I'm Dean Chills. And we are your hosts for the show. This is the podcast where we talk about writing and publishing in general and include some tidbits about erotica specifically. If you haven't visited our blog, go to sexyfic.com and take a look. All our books are listed there, as well as past episodes of the show. There's also a notification list sign-up form that lets us drop you an email whenever we have a new book or podcast episode available. Also, if you enjoy this podcast or find it helpful, then review us on iTunes. Also, check out our books at sexyfic.com. So, Dean, what is your latest erotica release? My latest one came out a few days ago called Forbidden Winter. It's a straight erotica. Just a little bit of kink in that one involves some choking. But it's a, a man and a woman, so it's straight. Get lost out in the woods and have to find a way to keep warm. One thing leads to another, and do they keep warm? One way to find out. I'm betting they keep warm. I know, I know warm. how these stories go. I bet they keep very warm. <laughs> yep. And what's your latest one? I have a title called Riding the Tide that is a gay erotica. It's actually revisiting two characters that I put in a, uh, another erotica called Private Beach. And these guys go back to their private beach with another friend and uh, get buried neck deep in the sand with the tide coming in and some naughtiness ensues. Private beach and riding the tide. Mm-hmm. I think I detect a little bit of a series starting there. Oh, a series of two so far. Okay. Be sure to pick those up at Amazon.com. Right now, available. With more coming soon, of course. Okay, so this is episode 14 and our topic today. As I mentioned a few episodes back, I had a few audiobooks out, and I've gotten several emails asking how that works. And I'm not going to read individual emails, but I've made a little list of questions that people have asked. Question number one is, where can you sell audiobooks? Uh, ACX? ACX is probably the big one. That's the, basically it's like KDP for audiobooks. You send your audio files up there, and they sell them on Apple and Amazon and Audible, the big audiobook places. And it's, you know, like I said, it's a lot like KDP for audiobooks. You record your own stuff or get someone else to do it, and they sell them at all the big audiobook places. CreateSpace is another place that'll let you do audiobooks. You can choose your project as audiobook and uh, you set it up just the same way that you set up a book pretty much. Yeah, this is not really one of the first places most people talk about with audiobooks, but you can do it. CreateSpace will sell things on individual CDs for you, so if it's a very short audiobook, I think CDs hold like 70 something minutes, then you could do it through CreateSpace very easily. Or of course if you're doing music CDs or something like that, CreateSpace also works but they make a very professionally printed CD that you can ship to people. Just like they make physical printed books, they also make CDs you can send out. No more books on tape. It's all that, on CD now. That's a good thing. Yeah. What if you have your own website? Well, you can do that too. Selling direct is getting to be a big thing with the self-publishing people. And yeah, you can just you record your stuff to an MP3 file give it away for free if you'd like 
put it on your website, let people download it, set it up as a podcast. There are some, actually, some of the very most popular podcasts out there right now are just basically big stories. Another thing to do is to sell the MP3 files directly from your website. And that's not something I've looked into too strongly, but it is possible through Gumroad or some sites like that that I've heard that you can do that with. You just sell an, sell an MP3 file through your site. Uh, I believe you can also do regular books, Mobi files, EPUB files, PDFs, and things like that through them. Another one I've not tried, but it's possible. CD, baby. That's fun to say. It's just I just love to say CD, baby. <laughs> The CD Baby has been around a long time, and they're very well known with, with music groups. Uh, they are primarily for music. Again, like CreateSpace, they sell individual CDs. So they're not really meant for audiobooks, but I have heard of people selling recorded voice material through CD Baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I even heard of somebody getting away with it on Apple. They recorded something that was a story as an... They promoted it as a spoken word album, not a not an audiobook, but that's effectively what it was. Yeah, you're not really supposed to do audiobooks with CD Baby, but I have heard of people doing it, and there are workarounds for it. But probably the two best choices there are either ACX or CreateSpace for making your own CDs. Uh-huh. What do you think? Should a person narrate their own books or not? That's a hard question, and well, there, well, you can either do it yourself, or you can pay somebody else to do it, and there's pros and cons either way on that one. One of the big things is, are you the same sex as the narrator? I don't like doing it when I have to do the women because I talk funny and it really sounds really weird. Yeah, you don't want to do a woman's voice. I don't want to do a woman's voice. I, my voice, I'm told, is not very feminine sounding. But uh, it depends on the story, and it depends on how much uh, first person there is. But generally, you probably want to keep it the same gender as the main character. For my first audiobook series, I chose to do the Scuba Lessons series. Why? Is that my favorite series of all? No. But the thing is, in this story, most of the action happens underwater. There's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of voices. It's just the voice of the narrator. Just the voice of the narrator telling what happened and what the others are thinking. There's not that much talking, so I didn't have to do much in the way of voice work. And another option that I've heard people do, if you really want to get involved and have multiple actors doing the voices, if you've got two different characters, you could have one person being the narrator, two other actors being the voices of the characters, and just reading the dialogue that way. Yep. Again, that's not doing it all yourself. Doing it yourself, you have to do voices, but you can always get other people to do it. Mm -hmm. And that takes us to the next way of doing it is paying someone else to do it. And there's two... (laughs) And there's two ways that that's usually done. You can hire somebody to do it. Uh, Through ACX, there are many, many, many people who sign up simply as narrators. And you... Put your story out there, publish it on KDP or somewhere like that, and advertise that you want a narrator to do an audio version of your book. And they'll look at it, think about it, and if they want to read your book, they'll send you an audition for 10 or 15 minutes, and you can decide if you want to hire them. Some of those narrators will ask you to pay them entirely in advance. 
and that can be very expensive. For every hour that your audiobook is, many of them will charge about $200 per finished hour. And that really sounds outrageous, but you gotta figure for every hour of finished audio, they probably put four or five or six hours in it on editing. I know my stories, well, the scuba time stories are about an hour each, and I put probably seven or eight hours in just editing those things. So yeah, it's a lot more work than you might think. So $200 an hour is not as bad as it sounds. And there is a real talent to it. Um, if you feel comfortable trying to do it yourself, give it a try. Uh, record your own voice and play it back. You can practice and see where you need improvement, but it, there is a real trick to it. And I find a real trick to reading out loud. Um, I'm comfortable doing podcasts and I have a pretty mellow sounding voice, I think, but I have a heck of a time reading out loud. I stumble and stammer and just all kinds of fumbles. You can do some, you can fix up some things in editing, but it's a whole lot easier if you just get it right the first time. And that really does take a lot of practice. It can be very difficult. Uh, another thing to consider in if you're not going to do ACX and pay the person up front ahead of time is something called a revenue split. And this is where it's the same thing. You post it on ACX that you want a narrator and they'll contact you with their audition and say, I want to do a revenue split. And that way it doesn't cost you anything out of your pocket. But every copy you sell, they get 20% of that. And that's sometimes a very good deal. It doesn't cost you anything to get your book made into audio. The disadvantage of that is that you're doing erotica probably. A lot of narrators aren't going to be comfortable reading someone else's porn, essentially. There are people who just don't get into that. Or sometimes they look at it and they try to judge in their minds how many copies are going to sell. They're investing their time in your book. And if, you're, if your book does not sell enough copies, they don't make any money. Like I said a minute ago, even a short, short book can take many hours to get out there. And if it doesn't sell very many copies, they've wasted their time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of specific eroticas don't sell lots of copies. I mean, anybody would jump on the chance to narrate a Harry Potter book that's going to sell millions and millions of copies. But if you've got a very specific kinky niche, then you may not sell that many copies to make it worth their time. So what would you need to do it yourself? Um, generally, more than just the microphone that's built into your machine. Yeah, uh, for podcasting, like this one or any of the other podcasts you hear, you really don't need a whole lot of really fancy equipment. The better microphone you have, the better your sound quality. But if you really wanted to do a podcast on your computer microphone, you could. I've heard some pretty crappy podcasts out there, recorded in people's cars, things like that. But audiobooks are a whole other story. People are going to look for quality. People pay for that. Yeah. People are paying for audiobooks. And audiobooks are not cheap. They cost a lot more usually than books. So a little bit more in the way of production values are required. Meaning you've got to have better equipment. What does a decent piece of uh, equipment cost? A decent microphone and so forth? A decent USB microphone, which I've heard a lot of people say USB microphones are not the way to go is usually at least $100. There are some cheaper ones out there, but a decent one is in the $100 range. The one that I've heard many podcasters really, really prefer is one of the Heil microphones, and it's in the $400 range. 
And needless to say, I don't have one of those because I'm not that crazy. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Yeah. But uh, generally, the better equipment you have, the better you're going to sound. If you can do anything to reduce the noise in your room, that helps a whole lot too. If you heard the cat meowing a little while ago, I'm going to leave that in in the edit. And there's a ticking clock that you might be able to hear in the background right now. And occasionally we've got traffic here. You need so, to be aware of all these things if you're doing an audiobook. It's not nearly as important in a podcast. It's much more forgivable. Yeah, if, if you hear these noises and it bothers you, we apologize. But hey, you didn't pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if we were selling you an audiobook, you can bet those sounds wouldn't be there. So yeah, you do need good audio equipment. I have uh, seen videos of people's home studios where they have spent five, six thousand dollars on soundproofing and sound mixers and all kinds of fancy equipment, and that's really cool and neat. But it's probably more than you need. It might be as simple as if you have a spare closet, uh, clear out some space, shut yourself in there, hang up some blankets or something for sound dampening. I've heard, read reports of people who basically just cover up their microphone and they. They hide under a heavy blanket to block out the noises. Mm-hmm. I have not quite tried it like that, but it doesn't have to be really expensive. But you should probably figure on an investment of a couple hundred dollars of equipment, above and beyond your computer or whatever you're recording on. There is a pretty good profit margin in audiobooks, though. Well, depend depends on how many copies you sell. Yes, yeah. The way the commissions work on ACX, for example, it's not quite like KDP. If you self-publish your ebook on KDP, most of the time they take 30% as their commission and you get 70%. In some situations, depending on your pricing, you might get 35%. But most of the time, ebooks, you get 70%. Audiobooks, it's a little bit less than that. If you sell on Apple, Audible, or Amazon, they take 60% of your sales. Ouch. Yeah, it's a lot, but. Then again, there's no material cost to you, so it's it's definitely profitable. They charge quite a bit more usually than an ebook, depending on the length of the thing. So you're only getting forty percent, and that's if you record it yourself. I recorded my books by myself, so for every ten dollars that I sell, I get four dollars in my pocket. That's not too bad, considering that the book's already written and it's just a matter of recording it. If you're going to do a revenue split. With some narrator, you get 20%, they get 20%. Again, 20% is not a lot. You might be thinking that sounds like a little bit of a ripoff. But in this case, they're doing all the work. All you do is get 20% of the sales for basically just getting the title set up on ACX. And ACX is pretty restrictive on the prices that... You know, the minimum price that you can ask for a thing. Uh, what What is the price of your audiobook? You really don't have any control over the pricing at all. They set the pricing themselves oh, due to the length. Yeah, oh, I, I oh, have no choice what that what. Oh, those I thought they cost. set a minimum. Okay. If they want to charge $50 or $0.75, cents, I've got no choice on it. Hmm. Uh, right now, my books, like I said, they're about an hour, and I believe they sell for something like $3.99. Depending on situations where you may or may not have an account with them, a lot of people get those for free, but if you have no account, it's somewhere between 2 and $5. There's a lot of variables in there on how much people pay. But 2 4 $5 for an hour, that's not too bad. If you start getting into full-length books, that could really be some hours. 
and a much higher price that they would charge. Yeah, just go to Audible or Amazon and take a look at any audiobook. Most full-length long books are 20 to 30 hours and will run 20 to 30 dollars. Quite a bit higher than an ebook. If you figure cost per hour, it's not that bad. But $30 for a book is way different than $2.99 for an ebook. Okay, so yeah, it's entirely based on the length. And sometimes they will mark them down, and there are different membership options with ACX. A lot of things go into the price of the book. If it sounds like I'm being vague about how much my books cost, it's because right at the moment, I don't even know. Hmm. The last one, the last time I bought my own book, it was $1.99. And I've heard other people say they can't find them at that price. So I think it just kind of depends on if you have an account with Audible or not. And that's one of the advantages, if you can, to put it on your own site. You can ask however much you want to, and you get 100%. Yeah, you, you ha- usually have to pay some kind of a small percentage to... PayPal or whoever it is, Stripe or whoever it is that does your credit card or payment processing. But other than that, it's entirely 100% yours. The other option we talked about was getting your CDs done through CreateSpace. And there's a reason you don't see that very often. They are quite a bit more expensive. They charge a minimum of $4.95 for any any kind of CD. Plus, they want 15% of every sale. Which doesn't sound that bad, but you figure most CDs are going to sell for the 7 or $8 range. And you're right back at the 30 to 40% really there. They suggest you sell your CDs for $17 or $18. When was the last time you paid $18 for a CD? It's been a long time for me. Mm-hmm. So if you want to give audiobooks a try, um, try some other audiobooks from people. Even uh, samples that are out there on the web. You can probably find some free samples even, but uh, buy a few audiobooks, listen to them, see how they're doing it, how they sound, the pacing, speed, if they're doing accents or not. Yeah, there's a lot of different styles of audiobooks with the accent and voices or just straight reading it. It doesn't really matter. Whatever you decide to do, but be aware of the different styles of audiobooks and the way of doing it. Pick out some other people's books and listen to them. Hey, pick out mine. I'll include a sample of my audiobooks at the end of this podcast. After we close and get off, stick around. You'll be getting some samples of my most recent two. Nice. So I think that wraps it up for the show, doesn't it? I think it does. you got to hurry right up to those samples. Yeah. Uh, we really want to hear from you. If you have a comment, complaint, or topic suggestion, email us at sexyfic at gmail.com. Or stop by sexyfic.com and leave a voicemail on the tab that allows you to record a message. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and we'd love it if you left a review for the show on iTunes as well. And once again, stick around a couple minutes, and I'll include a couple samples of Scuba Lessons Number 1, Pool Time, and Scuba Lesson Number 2, The Quarry. This is Dean Chills. And HK Kiting. And we'll see you next week. See ya. And now, as promised, here's a sample of Scuba Lessons number one, Pool Time. Available from Audible, Amazon, or Apple. How many laps did you do today? Phil asked, trying to get a conversation started. Forty. I used to be able to do more, but I got lazy after last winter. How about you? Phil was in his younger 40s, but he was still pretty fit. I just do 20, but I do them every day. It helps wake me up in the morning, he laughed. 
Are you on the swim team or something? Jeremy certainly looked like he could be, as he had the typical slender, muscular, swimmer's build that Phil found so attractive. He also gave off subtle hints that he might be gay, which Phil appreciated even more. No, I was back in high school, but not anymore. I spent so much time in the water at work that I don't really want to deal with that anymore. Jeremy was now buttoning up a loose plaid shirt, while Phil was now fully dressed. That sparked Phil's interest. What do you do? I'm a scuba instructor over at Aqua Center. I spend six hours a day in the water sometimes. Phil was impressed. He smiled. I can definitely picture you doing that. I've never tried scuba. Is it as hot as it looks? The way his eyes ran up and down the lengths of Jeremy's body, it was clear he wasn't necessarily limiting his question to the subject of scuba. Jeremy seemed to catch on to Phil's meaning, and had no problem with it. He leaned up against the locker in a comfortable position and replied, Yeah, it's really hot sometimes. You've never tried it? Have an interest. The way he voiced the question mirrored the double meaning of Phil's first flirt. Yeah, I'd love to go down deep sometime. Do you give private lessons? Not usually, but I bet I can make an exception for you. Why don't you swing on over around 9 tonight? The last class lets out at 8.45, and we can have the place all to ourselves. Phil was dumbstruck. This was a dream come true for him. He'd had sex in the water before, and really enjoyed pool play in the summer, but he'd never given scuba much thought. Well, a guy as slim and fit as Jeremy, well, that was just a bonus. Sounds like a lot of fun. I'll see you tonight, then. Jeremy smiled, grabbed his gym bag, and headed for the exit. His hand swatted at Phil's behind on the way out. Nope, Phil thought to himself, there was no misunderstanding there. And now, a sample of scuba lessons number two, The Quarry, the sequel to Pool Time, also available at Audible, Amazon, or Apple. The waitress returned, setting down silverware and a steaming cup that said hash brown hut on the side. He sipped the steaming hot liquid and checked his phone for texts. The phone was blank. When he looked up, he saw Jeremy pull up and park next to his car in an old minivan. He watched Jeremy hop out of the van and come in the door. He was wearing a green t-shirt and a baggy blue swimsuit. Shorter than board shorts, but not quite a Speedo-style suit either. Phil wondered if the waitress was going to say anything about the swimsuit, but she didn't. Jeremy sat down and ordered an orange juice and eggs. Phil ordered a simple breakfast sandwich to accompany his coffee. Jeremy spoke first. So, you passed your e-learning course? Yep, it was pretty easy. Took less time than I expected. The first stage of getting scuba certified was the classroom portion. Phil had taken the course online and had never actually set foot in a classroom, which was far more convenient for him. He'd spent a couple hours each evening for the past week reading and learning about the science and safety methods of scuba diving. He'd taken his tests online and was ready to move on. I'm ready for the next step. Good. I've got all the equipment we'll need for your confined water dive in the back of the van. Wouldn't it have been better to do this in the pool back at the shop? You could. The pool is all you need. On the other hand, you played in that pool every night last week. You'd pass that class and test easily. Maybe too easily. You'll learn more this way. And it'll be fun. I promise. It'll also be good practice for the open water test. Any idea when you'll be doing that? I don't know yet. 
I want to take one step at a time. Let's get through today, and then I'll look into options for a trip. Phil was thinking of going to the Florida Keys later this summer on vacation, and although he hadn't researched it yet, he was hoping to take his final test down there.